0: More resources available online at jennifer-jackson.org. This is Simply for Women.
1: Yes, it is. Simply for Women. And I'm Jennifer Jackson. And I have a special guest today. Her name is Karen Whiting. She is an author. She is a mother, a grandmother. And I would love for you to go to the previous episode and hear she talked about devotionals, how to pray with your kids, spending that time building the foundation in their lives for quiet times and so many good things. So, Karen, welcome back again to the show today.
0: Thanks for having me back. It's always a pleasure to talk with you, Jennifer.
1: Oh, it's such a joy to be together, and I love talking about family and helping them grow and and move forward in their relationship with God, build those foundations. But I'm thinking about your husband. It says uh, in your bio that he passed in 2012, I believe it was. You know, sometimes things aren't always as perfect as they look on paper, are they?
0: That's right, and he
1: died of all things
0: of breast
1: cancer. Hmm. Wow, how do, how did he even find that he had breast cancer? He had a lump. He had two sisters who'd had breast
0: cancer. He went into the doctor who said, oh, come back in about a year, and we'll check it more.
1: By then, it was stage four breast cancer. Oh, So a stage four, did that metastasize? or It did. He,
0: you know, was treated and doing very well, Uh, They said he had two and a half months to live, but he'd lived two and a half years. So we were given Mm. a gift of a lot of time. Yes. Uh, Once the breast cancer seemed to be gone, then about four or five months later, he got cancer in the tissue surrounding his spine, which the head of uh, gynecology for... Mm. John Hopkins University felt that that was actually a secondary cancer and not really metastasized, but I don't think we always know the final answer for those things.
1: Yeah, wow. How did you live through two and a half years of cancer together? Well, you
0: take it one day at a time. You just thank God for the days you have and the days that are good, and most of that time he did work. It was only the last several weeks that were not as good in the last few weeks when he was in hospice care at home, but was more difficult. We also told our children any time they wanted to visit, we would pay their airfare or whatever and have them come. And so they came and went during that time to really spend more time with Dad. And that was a good thing. We didn't ever want them to regret that money prevented them to have extra time with their father.
1: Oh, that was such a wise idea. So the kids were grown by the time he developed this.
0: Yes, the youngest was in college.
1: Mm-hmm. So they had and
0: some... And two who came to see him. And we did take one last trip about three months before he passed away to Florida, where most of the family was at the time, so he could see them again.
1: Mm. So you, what was the hardest thing that you experienced through walking him through cancer?
0: I think it's always the initial shock that he has cancer. Mm-hmm. more than anything else because then you sort of regroup and say, all right, this is what God has given us and let's just lean on him for whatever he wants to have happen. And during that time, God did give Jim a vision when it was, he was in remission and he thought, okay, I'm am I right." And God said, no, um, but it's not your time yet, only it's coming soon to prepare everyone. And we at that time didn't know there'd be a secondary cancer or how he would die, just that we knew God had done his days
1: Mm. How have you dealt with the grief since he passed and helped the kids process that? And I can't, I can't even you know, imagine. Well, I felt
0: like I grieved a lot before he died rather than after like King David did with the baby. That mm. um, we, you know, had a lot of time to say goodbye to each other, which is really good. And then afterwards, there were so many sweet things. He left me like my favorite chocolates in and, and, hidden away and Mm. my favorite hand lotions and his shoes and different things like this for me to find as I was taking care of all his possessions. So Mm. that was such a a gift. He was always so kind. And when I think back and I think of all his kindnesses, it just makes me
1: smile. Mm. What would you say to someone who's in that situation and how, how they could, you know, how you could help someone in that situation or something that they could do to help their husband?
0: When you have a terminal situation, you do have time to make the most of it. Record stories for your grandchildren. Write messages for your children. Spend time together and say what you've always wanted to say, but maybe you haven't said it yet. Study the Bible and pray together some more. You know, for those that that it's a shock because it's a heart attack or something, I think that can be much harder because you didn't expect the grief at all. And for that reason, that's why we need to live each day fully and loving one another, and that's the
1: best we can do. Mm. So now that he's passed, it's been 10 years, is that right? And so how how do you, 12, so how do you go how do you go forward and, and what are you doing now to develop your children and grandchildren and, and and make a new plan, I guess? Well, we
0: talk about stories of what he did. He was a really great person and was always serving other people and very loving. So we talk about jokes he would say and things and share stories. I also, you know, do my best to just love on them as myself and travel and and do other things that God has for me to do. That's, you know, what we can do. And, you know, the other thing I have decided is I had 38 wonderful years, and I should just be grateful for those. If people are, I see couples together, or people are doing things. Mm -hmm. I'm not upset about that. I just rejoice that I also had those times and that they have those times now.
1: Oh, that is such a beautiful perspective. I, I, I love that. That's wonderful. What a positive way to look at that and, To go forward how so how many boys and how many girls you had five children 15 grands so how many of the of the five were boys and how many were girls
0: i have three boys and two girls two daughters so my first and fourth are daughters and that's you know they're all wonderful (laughs) they helped out when jim had difficult times and they all helped me out last year i had pneumonia and they all Made a trip to see me after I was getting better, and two of them really helped
1: me. Really, three helped me <laughs> during that. I was convalescing at home, so. Do you have any that live near you? Uh, my oldest son is four miles away. Okay, that's helpful. Yes, and he
0: has two teenagers now. Although he and his wife have medical issues, which is why I live near them.
1: Mm, gotcha. Well, we were talking on the break about the difference between raising boys and raising girls and some of the challenges from raising boys. How do you see God, you know, how can God help us to raise those boys? I believe
0: we need to inspire courage and steadfast faith because there's so much coming against them, pushing them, you know, with the Me Too generation or almost of people that are trying to get them not to be male or not to be men, not that any of them should be bullies. We have to push back on that, make sure they're not bullies, make sure Mm -hmm. they know how to deal with people who are bullying them, whether they're girls or boys, but we need to embrace the maleness of who they are. They are more boisterous than girls. (laughs) Yes. We have a boisterous. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. They... Usually, you know, at the start have more courage than girls, and we need to inspire that not push that back and not say, but at the same time not say, boys, don't cry. To let them own and acknowledge their emotions as men. And it's great if you've got a great husband that can be that role model for your children or a grandfather who is. If you don't, then you need to help them be in programs where they see men who are great men and great role models for them because they need that. Otherwise, they feel a little bit lost and feel, I don't even belong. Everything around me is female, and what what does it mean for me to be a man?
1: Hmm. There are so many differences, and what about how did this affect the boys when they lost their father? Do you think they had to find other male figures, or was his memory strong for them and helped them to continue on?
0: Well, mine were older, They were some of them were already dads, so that made it easier for them. But my youngest son's best friend lost his, I, I shouldn't normally go to my sister-in-law. My sister-in-law lost her husband when she was five months pregnant with their fourth, mm. their third son, their third child. So all three boys were five and under when she lost her husband. And that wow. was hard. Uh, you know, they had granddad for a couple years, and he yeah. passed away. Had my husband and some other uncles, so, and my husband would be near them. He really tried to do anything they wanted to do, try to be a good role model. And although I went to the church, and I've heard that like, no one would take not to fly a kite or do anything she didn't know how to do, and they said, "Oh, we're being great for Joyce." And I thought, mm, "I'm not so sure." And I thought, "But I shouldn't correct a pastor. Let me pray about it." Well, within a month or two, they started a particular ministry for those fatherless boys at their church. Mm. And I was so thankful for that. And so I think when we don't see that a role model for boys who don't have a dad, we need to pray for those men to come step
1: forward. And you know what? It can happen. It can happen and it, it can make a huge, huge difference for sure. Well, we have about 30 seconds left. Is there any other words of wisdom that you want to leave with us before we have to go? I would just
0: say The biggest thing to do as a parent is to love your children and pray and ask God to be there to guide you and help you and be close with your spouse or any other support people in your family to help raise your children the way God wants them to go.
1: Absolutely. We've talked about devotionals. We've talked about prayer times. We've talked about uh, raising those kids. Thank you, Karen Whiting for being with us. And if you want to learn more about Karen, she has several uh, books and blogs and so many different things. Go to karenwhiting.com and check that out. And you can follow her on social media. She has so much to offer. Well, I'm Jennifer Jackson and you have been listening to Simply for Women. It's been a wonderful day. We're learning, we're growing, we're sharing. We're we're simply taking God off our to-do list and being with him. Just simply Spending time with one another and with the Lord. I'm proud of you. I'm for you. I'm rooting for you. I'm cheering you on. Keep going. Keep growing in your faith. And hey, if you want some more resources, go to jennifer-jackson.org. That's right, jennifer-jackson.org. You have been listening to Simply for Women.